0: Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. We stand to demonstrate the preeminence of God's truth with an ever-shifting culture where some want to make wrong right and right wrong. We stand because the word of God uh, will last forever. Men's and women's opinions will come and go like the wind that God's word will stand forever, so we stand for it. Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 through 18, Jesus has asked the disciples, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the who? Messiah. The Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you. Someone say, I tell you. you. Jesus probably said this with some attitude, though. (laughs) And I got to tell you. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, this declaration Peter makes, I will build my church. I like the spicy part here. And the gates of Hades will not, what? Will not overcome it. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for building this house. Thank you, Lord, for the skillful laborers who lead it today and all those wonderful people who serve her and serve those you call to her. God, we pray that you would help to make Thrive always strong. Lord, always well. Lord, always expanding and growing. Lord, as you draw men and women to you, to yourself. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. The Thrive family says... (laughs) Hey, man, you may be seated today. So I appreciate the opportunity to share with you. And so I brought the longest sermon ever. But we got donuts for you. So you got to like it. Going to share a a number of thoughts. I come to you, um, I realize this, I come to you now as a church father. Um, I follow in the footsteps of of other church fathers of this church. Um, 30 years ago, there was a, a, a pastor, Paul Gutierrez, who established this church. He was followed by Pastor Marty Moreno, who took the reins and served this church as uh, her pastor for five years. Uh, after him came Pastor Joe and Melinda Dunham. And they led this church for eight years, and then Lori and I came, and so we come to you as uh as those who have led this place. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a new thing for me to be one who used to lead uh this place. And so um this won't be the last time I come back unless I really mess up today, and then <laughs> they might not invite me back, but I messed up before and they still kept me. So um, I think we'll come back. But I, I, I want to leave on your hearts or deposit into your hearts um, what I believe are the qualities of the church and in particular um, Thrive Church that has allowed it to withstand all things. When Lori and I came, there were uh, 35, 40 people. In fact, we had a, a little OG time together. Uh, we, there, the, the original 35 people got together um, and we spent some time with them, and um, and so when Lori and I came, there were like thirty-five folks, and um, and the the building. You've probably heard the story. The building had had been burned, and we were still meeting in there. And so and there were literally more birds in the building than people. <laughs> the birds were getting in. They didn't give nothing. They didn't bring no tithes, right? They just joined us. I counted them though, because they they count, right? Um, and uh, and 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 there was. Very little. You talk about it. an organization needed to run. There were three thousand dollars in the bank. That's all they had. Um And so when we met with the with the board at the time, they said, "We'd love for you to be our pastor, and um and we'll pay you when we can." And I said, "Sign me up, Lori. They're going to pay us when they can. It's going to be fun." So we we we. Moved here, and we discovered tumbleweeds. Because before River Islands, there were tumbleweeds. There might still be more, but they might have cleared them out. There were coyotes going to church, too. We, uh, and we've had quite the journey, moving from a burned-down building to a, an elementary school to a high school to a union hall. Anyone remember the union hall days? It looked like a haunted house, but it wasn't. It was a church. We crammed in there. It was a full house here, but we crammed in there. You know, like we called it the clown car church, because we didn't fit. It was a miracle. The Lord just either expanded the building or made us skinny, because we fit. We fit in there, and I can tell you that although uh, statistically, Thrive Church should have never made it, considering the little we had considering the pastor that didn't know hardly nothing, considering the recession that was going to hit soon after and cripple this city. But not even the gates of hell can prevail against God's church. Come on. Not even the gates of hell can prevail against us. It doesn't matter what you have. It matters who you have. It doesn't matter where you start. It's how you finish that counts. So God wants his church to win. God wants you to win. He wants his church. I believe that the church wants to grow. We have the best news on the planet. We should treat each other better than anybody else. Who wouldn't want to be a part of us? We have the words of life. Where else can they go? The church wants to grow. And what God has done here in this uh, little town that's gotten bigger, I think we're a full 27,000 now, Lathrop. When I got here, there were 17,000 people. Um, And now to be a church that's 1,500 strong is um, only God could do it. Only God could do it. So... So what I want you to know is that when you're feeling sorry for yourself, just stop it. When you're feeling overlooked, just stop it. It doesn't matter who overlooks you. It's the one who looks at you all the time. He can't take his eyes off of you. God can't take his eyes off of you. If his eye is on the sparrow, how much more will he care for you? So so we just got to know God built us to win. And to win means to glorify him. So what I want to leave and deposit on you are some qualities that I think we need to maintain. Are you okay with that? And I entitled it Exhortations from a Church Father. I could have said some uh, suggestions, but that wasn't spicy enough. I could have said some ruminations, but I don't know what that word means. So I decided exhortations. I want to exhort you. I want to inspire you. I hope that if there's an area of weakness, you're convicted. Yeah, that's what I want. Because God wants to bless his house. So let me share with you some exhortations. First to the church and then to its leadership. So to the church, to the church family, to the thrivers. The first one is I exhort you to love one another. Love one another. Someone say love. Someone say, love me. me. I will. Someone say, I love you. you. God has called you to love one another. Can I just tell you that it isn't speaking in tongues or quoting scripture or having the gift of healing or attending church every Sunday that marks you as a Christian. The, 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 The mark, the identifying marker of a believer is love. Jesus said it himself. If you disagree with me, you can take it up with him if you make it. See how I dropped that in there, okay. Look what Jesus said. A new command I give you. Read it with me. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, someone say by this. By this this love, everyone will know you're my disciples. If you love one another, love one another. Can I just tell you that that. You're messy, I'm messy. But we gotta love each other through our messes. The bond of love, there is nothing greater than love. That's why, that, 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 that's the, 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 the uh, principle of Christianity. When God saves us, it's because he died enough, he, he loved us to die. And he makes us lovers of other people. There's nothing greater than love. You can endure all kinds of pain if you love somebody. You can endure accusations if you love somebody for better for worse for richer for poor if you love someone and can i tell you love is not a feeling it's a choice we choose to love choose to love one another choose to be in one another's lives we have thrive groups sign up can we just thank all the thrive group leaders thank them for for leading and and while you're at it thank the the thrive group hosts those who open their homes to you to come and sit in their couches and Drink their coffee. Get in a group. If you're not in one, you can't do life alone. You're not too busy for this. This is important. We need to spend time with one another to love one another. We need to know people and, make the, and, and, and be known by others. Love one another. Be hard to offend. Be hard to offend. You don't have to be offended. You, can't, you don't have to be thin-skinned. Love one another. You know, there have been people over the last 18 years that attended here that I don't think they like me very much. And I'm very likable. I'm, ex- I'm extremely likable. And some of them didn't like me. They like you. They didn't. That's why they came. They didn't like me. And I knew it. You think I couldn't tell. But you know, one thing is that I've never stopped loving them. You got to love them. You got to love one another. Are you with me? Very simple, nothing profound. But let me tell you, the church can't help but go forward if you love one another. But it will get stuck if you stop. We got to love one another. Number two, are you ready? All right. Give generously. Don't worry, it's not a fundraising sermon. (laughs) Thrive Church has been a generous church. It's a giving church. It's a tithing church. It's a, a church that gives not just its tithe finances, but its time. It gives its talents and abilities and gifts. Be a generous church. Be quick to share what you have. God is using Thrive Church in this city, in this nation, and even around the world to think its reach is global now with missions initiatives that we have adopted, how you have given, and I pray, and I exhort you to continue to be faithful to sow in the kingdom of God. There is no greater investment. Everything else will fade away. But when you sow into the kingdom of God, people are getting saved. They're gonna join you in heaven. Wells are getting built. Students are getting taught. The lives are changing. The gospel is being preached. Pastors are being trained. Churches are literally getting built because of your generosity. So take care of this house that serves you. And give even beyond that so that we can build the church of Jesus Christ. You want to be a church that is indomitable, that cannot be stopped? Love one another and give. Maybe they go together. Love enough to give. Trust God enough to sow. Are you with me? I'm getting on a plane tonight, so you don't have to like it. I just say <laughs> only. it. Love one another. Give generously. Third, serve and defend your pastors and leaders. <laughs> Sir, oh, thank you. Serve and defend your pastors and leaders. I, I love this text in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. It says, obey your leaders and what? Obey. Submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. Sometimes like, oh, here he comes. Tell me what he doesn't like. Groaning. Don't make your pastors groan. Watch this. For that would be of no advantage to you. It doesn't help you at all. It always cracked me up when someone who's never pastored a church wants to tell a pastor how to pastor. Do you tell tell a pilot how to pilot? Do you tell a surgeon how to surgeon? That's not a word, but. No. No. Just because you're a believer don't mean you know how to pastor. Be a blessing to your leaders. Can I tell you, I I coach pastors now and I tell them, hey, even when it's going well, it's hard. It's hard. The weight. Imagine running an organization by, uh, well, we don't even pass a bucket anymore because of COVID. We We don't sell tires or cheeseburgers. It's just as God moves in, your hearts to give? Does he bless the church? Imagine the weight of that. Imagine the weight of taking care of a staff, of dreaming God's dreams and, and everyone is a part of it out of their own goodwill. Imagine those terrible phone calls of broken vows or lost lives, news of cancer, Children dying. And carrying the weight of a shepherd, trying to keep it together. Imagine sometimes loving on someone and they leave the church without saying goodbye because they're upset. Imagine the weight. Love your pastors. Serve your leaders. It does no good to make their life hard. You want Thrive to continue to be the church it is. Take care of them as you took care of us. Love them like you, you loved us. Because this work is hard. It's hard. Serve and defend your pastors. Number four. Number four is, oh, I like this one. Watch your mouth. Watch your tongue. You know, uh, Thrive has a, a very good culture of not, no gossiping. This no chismosando. That's one of the few Spanish words I know. I wonder why I know that one. That means g- gossip in Spanish. Usually they say chismosas cuz they want to blame the ladies, but I've known some chismosos. <laughs> I know some guys that can out-chisme the women. <laughs> Watch your tongue. One of the things about Thrive is that when someone came gossipy and with a critical spirit, they kind of stood out because we're not like that. So don't be like that. You know, I love Pastor James in the Bible. Look look how he puts it. James chapter 3. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire. Look how he describes it. This is James. Don't get mad. I didn't write this. It's James. It's in the Bible. The tongue is a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. It's in the Bible. I didn't cuss. It's It's right there. The tongue can be a tool of the devil. Watch your tongue. Speak life. Speak constructively. Edify one another. Don't let this loose. Have any of you had drama in your life because of the tongue? Someone talking mess about you? Or maybe you said something you shouldn't have said? Not thrive. Over there in Washington, not (laughs) here. Wait, is this being recorded? Do not lose control of your tongue. Guard it here, but guard it at home. Be careful. Are you still with me? Can I give you one more for the church? Number five is get connected and stay connected. Stop church shopping already. You like it here, just stay. You like it. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? This is great. <laughs> go to Growth Track, become a partner here at Thrive. Get in a life, in a Thrive group. You, you, you need to make friends. You need to community. Join the dream team and help make this place roll. Get connected and stay connected. You got people here that'll love you. And there are people here, can I tell you, there are people here who you need to love? Because it's not in the Bible, but if I ever write a Bible, I'm putting this in there. If I, buy, if I write a Bible, don't buy it, but this is what I would put in there. I would say, I would remind you it's not all about you. You might think, I don't know that I have time for a small group. You don't go to group just for you. Stop being so selfish. This isn't hometown buffet. They still have hometown buffet. See? This ain't that. Sometimes you'll be a part of a group because someone there is going to need you to be there. So get connected and stay connected. Yeah. I'm going to end with some things for the pastor and its leadership, but it's also good for you too. So the pastors and its leaders, I would say this to you. First is never make it about you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we come and go. <laughs> I should know I'm leaving. Right? Yeah. Never make it about you. It's about the Lord. Yeah. The church is not a platform. It's his bride. Yeah. It's never about you. Don't get lost in that. It's about serving people. It's about loving people. Number two, I would say, is pray for wisdom. My father taught me to do this. Young, young, young. Young, young, young. <laughs> young. Um, he told me to pray for wisdom. And... Um, James also tells us that if you pray, he'll give you wisdom, pray for wisdom, he'll give it to you generously. And so I started praying a prayer a long time ago. Lord, make me wise beyond my years or experience. Because just because you grow old don't mean you get wise. I think we all know one or two uh, old fools. Getting old doesn't make you wise. God makes you wise. And God can give you pastor, Chris, pastors, leaders, board of directors. He can give you wisdom you should not have yet. He can give you insight you shouldn't have yet. He gives you wisdom when you ask for it. And there are things that you'll come your way that nothing in your experience will prepare you for. And so we ask for God's divine leading, for his divine insights. Pray for wisdom. Number three, I'm going to ask you, to do the right thing, especially when it's hard. Again, this is for everybody, but to the leaders. Do the right thing, especially when it's hard. We should do the right thing all the time, but do the right thing, especially when it's going to cost you the most. Even when there could be loss because of it. Do the right thing, especially when it's hard, because it's in those moments that you establish righteousness and holiness in this house. And that righteousness and holiness will protect you when you're not looking. Do the right thing when it's hard. But especially, especially when it's hard. Number four, I'm going to tell you, pastors, is to love and feed the sheep. Jesus told Peter, if you love me, you're going to feed the sheep. You're going to feed them. Now, how many know that sheep bite sometimes? Don't bite your pastor's. But to the pastors, even if they do, you got to feed them. He never said to move them. He never said to inspire them. He said to feed them. I appreciate Pastor Chris and the teaching team here because they feed you the word of God. They're not all concerned about whether you like it or not. But they're going to feed you. They're going to give you protein. Not mini-wheats. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> that was a terrible, terrible example. But they're going to feed you. The word of God, they're going to feed your soul. Love the, fee- the, the sheep and feed them. And the last one that I will share with them is to live, uh, live and lead above reproach. Not even the appearance of evil. Be transparent. Be held accountable. And if we do these things together, leaders and, and and congregation, the gates of hell will not prevail against thrive. It doesn't matter what the economy does because we've already been done through a recession before. So we ain't scared. We're not scared. We had nothing during the last recession. You think we're worried about the next one? No, and you shouldn't be either. The church, regardless of culture, regardless of the topsy-turviness of those around us with uh, maybe louder louder platforms enough saying the wrong things. The church will not just survive, it will thrive. It will flourish. It will bear fruit. Tell you two stories to end. Brother Frito Hernandez, I love him very much. He passed away a number of years ago. His wife, Yolanda, is still a part of this church, a pillar of this church, and um, their son, Buddy Hernandez, on our board of directors and um, I remember one Sunday when we had first gotten here, I think we had grown from like 35 to like 60. It was great. And I'm preaching in this bur- half burned down building and I finished the service. I say amen. And Brother Frito comes out of this room over here. They, they said it was our office, but it was actually a closet. <sighs> I forgave him, but I didn't forget. It was over here. And he comes out and he comes to the side of the platform. And I said, amen, God bless you, have a great week. See you next Sunday, right? And then I turn and Brother Frito goes, Dash. so I go over there and he says, do you know how much the offering was today? And he's got tears in his eyes. And I said, no, how could I? <laughs> I just finished preaching, all right? Jeanette, remember that water closet over there? Yeah, you remember, all right. And he goes, $5,000. And I remember thinking, and I told him, oh, that's great, Brother Frito. That's great. Praise God, right? Later that night, I realized, wait a minute. Here is someone who would take out of his own savings account to keep the rent for the church. For years, without breaking 50 people on a Sunday, They would. he and Yolanda would give so the pastor got his check that that band of brothers and sisters would come together to keep the lights on and then i realized what that meant the gates of hell will not prevail against the church can i end with one more story so that little half burned down church they gave us the right foot of fellowship they said you got 40 now you're bigger than us you got to go so we're like, okay. So I, I, um, it was, it, it, a, a few months prior, I had uh, gotten some guys together to help a neighbor move. Um, his Her husband had been in an accident, and um, she asked for some help. So I said, yeah, I'll get some guys from church, get their pickups. So it was like eight of our guys with their like six, seven pickups, and she had two of her friends come from her church. But that day we moved her, and they, they, someone had a, a program had built her a house because her husband was now disabled. And so we, we, we moved her. And, and uh, it took a, a, a lot of work and a lot of time. It's hard to move a two-story home into a single-story home. And, um, and you know, at the end of the day, um, she was really overwhelmed and busy. And so she didn't, she didn't say thanks, right? But we were done. And so I said, okay, we're going to go now. And she was busy. But I walk out, and here's my guys all sweaty, you know, And I said, she's so grateful for your help. I didn't lie. I was giving her the benefit of the doubt. I said, thank you guys so much. You blessed this family and amen. And so I thought, well, you know, we praise the Lord. The Lord bless them. So when we get the the right foot of fellowship, so to speak, and I don't know what to do. I I don't know where to go. We're now a homeless church. I have no idea. So I go to Lathrop Elementary School because they had a small gym there. And I go into the principal's office, and I don't know anybody there. I don't know the principal. I don't know anybody. And I, I, I'm asking, as a principal here? I just have a question. And one of the secretaries came up, and she said, she said, can I help you? I said, well, you know, I'm wondering if the gym might be available for a church to meet in. Um, we need a place to be. And then she stopped. She says, are, are you the pastor? I go, yeah. She goes, did you help a lady move a few months ago? I said, I said yeah. She goes, that's my friend. My husband and I were there. She was one of the other two people. And she goes, there's four or five other churches that want the gym. But give me your application. I'll put it on top. To to quote Pastor Chris, won't he do it? Pastor Chris likes to say that. I'm like, yes, I filled it out right there. She goes, I got it. We got the Lathb Elementary School gym. We met there for like three years, outgrew it, outgrew it. They were just building Latham High School. And so I go, well, let's see if they'll let us in the the, the high school there. So I I went over and I said, hey, I'm looking. I've never been in the offices before. I'm looking around and I hear this, Pastor Eric, and I turn, it's the secretary from Latham Elementary. She got promoted. She's like, how can I help you? I said, well, we're hoping we can rent the gym. She goes, there's like four or five churches. Give me your application. I'll put it on (laughs) top. How awesome is that? That's so cool. All the other churches were jealous. No, just kidding. It was so great. And I called her. I called her a few months ago. I said, hey, Tacey, we're moving to Washington State. I want you to know that without you, Thrive Church wouldn't be where it's at. It's like, she was like, Joseph, God has sent her ahead of us to make a way for us. Not even the gates of hell will prevail against the church. God has no problem. So long, see, the devil's never won a battle. We've the ones that have lost it. So nothing will stop God from doing what he's going to do. Let us be the church and the leadership that he's called us to be. Would you stand on your feet? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Thrive Church. I thank you for making a way where there was no way, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for good people. Lord, pulling us together. Lord, no one perfect, but Lord, wanting to be perfected. Each of us with our story and scars, but you healing us enough to work together to serve you, to serve one another, and to serve this city. God, I pray you defend this place, protect this place, continue to lead its pastors. Lord God, continue to bind us together. No weapon formed against us need prosper. And let it be, let it be, Lord, for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at com. Have an amazing rest of your week.